was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he knew not all he had, save the bread which he did eat. Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master's is a part of the factors 
of favor that you'd have to factor in. Look at somebody beside you and tell them factors of favor. So, uh, in the 17th and 18th century, a lady by the name of uh, Araminta Ross, uh, a slave, uh, was commissioned by God uh, after a few turn of events to ignite a passion and a fire mm -hmm. as an abolitionist, someone who freed slaves. Mm -hmm. We don't really know her as Araminta Ross. We know her as Harriet Tubman. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the 18th century, she freed by personal, by hand, about a little less than a hundred slaves, this is personally. And by means of the Civil War, uh, countless uh, thousands, literally. <clears throat> but what most people don't know about Harriet Tubman that speaks to the favor of God is that Harriet Tubman had uh, fits or epileptic seizures or she would fall out just what we call in the country, she would just black out, mm -hmm. just fall out. And in the because of you know being beaten as a slave and a, and a head injury that happened when she was a little girl, she would just black out. And the question was always, how could somebody free all of these slaves? Because you know we don't really get that concept of freeing slaves, like what that meant. You know, you didn't have no cars, you didn't have no planes, amen. You, you, you had to do this by foot, or if you, if you were progressing, you would get by horse. But what does it mean to free slaves? We don't really get that concept, but that was a dangerous thing, and you had to be on top of it. Because slaves made money. That, that's money. You know, that's free labor. Okay? And, and so so they would pursue with everything that they had. And so here's a woman who's leading people out of slavery. Yes. yes. Leading them out of slavery and she's blacking out. Falling out in the middle of the journey. Wow. She'd have these fits or these seizures. She she just just fall out. And uh, a commentator asked once, uh how were you able to do that with all of your spells and your fits and you falling out? Uh, how were you able to lead so many people uh, to freedom? And uh, either her response or either someone else who was speaking on her behalf said uh, that when Harriet could not fight for God, God would fight for her. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
while she was awake, she was fighting for God. But when she fell out, God was fighting for her. Somebody say, the favor of God fights for me. Come on. Tell somebody else, the favor of God fights for me. When she was awake, she was fighting for God. But when she fell out, God was fighting for her. That's the favor of God. Favor, my brothers and sisters, is a gift from God. And we must understand that real favor must come from God. God does not have favorites, but he does give his children favor. Say that again. God does not have favorites, but he gives his children favor. Tell somebody, tell them I'm glad I'm a child of God. Need his favor It's important to note that favor comes from God, but God will give you favor with men. Yes. Favor comes from God. God is the source of favor. But he will give favor with men. Proverbs 3, 1 through 4 says, My son, forget not my law and let thy heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life. Will it add to thee? Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind it about thy neck, write it upon the tables of thine heart. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Somebody decree and declare right now, I have favor from God. I have favor from God. But with men. But with men. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2 and verse 52, and Jesus increased, as it relates to Jesus now, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Favor from God, but with men. Hallelujah. Favor, say that after me. Favor from God. Favor from God. But with men. I need you to make that a, 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 another declaration. Just make it again. Say, I have favor from God. I have favor from God. But I have favor with men. Please understand that no one can grant you favor and access like God. No one. No one. No one can. Grant you favor and access like God. Somebody shall access granted. Access granted. When God blesses you, you've been blessed and there is absolutely nothing. Nothing. That the devil or devilish no. people no. can do about God's favor. No the Bible says in Numbers chapter 23 and verse 8, the prophet Balaam comes to this conclusion. He says, who can curse whom God has blessed? Well, I wish I had a witness there. Have no, no. Because when God grants you favor and access, there is nothing the devil or devilish people can do. The enemy can't take the favor of God from your life. But what he will do is paint illusions around you. Listen yeah. to me carefully now. He'll paint illusions around you to make you believe that you are not favored by God. What he does is he affects your surroundings 
to make you surrender your authority and cause you not to activate the favor of God on your life. I know that was a lot, but I want to say it again. The enemy cannot take the favor of God from off your life. But what he does is he paints illusions to make you feel like you've lost God's favor. That's what he does. He, he paints illusions so that you believe that you've lost God's favor. And what that does is he will affect your surroundings, the things around you. He'll affect your surroundings and make you surrender your authority and cause you not to activate. Everybody say activate the favor. Activate the favor on your life. Activate the favor. What activates favor? Faith. Faith activates favor. Somebody say activate favor. Uh, I was I was 18 years old. I was 18 years old, Elder Richardson, and I was going to prom. Lord Jesus. Going to the prom. Lord have mercy. I was going to the prom, and uh, and uh, going to the prom. Uh, 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 Deacon S. Cole called, and, and, and because it was my prom, I wanted it to be uh, I wanted it to be special. Yeah, I wanted to be yeah, special. Yeah. But I sure wanted to did. make sure that I looked good, so I got a new suit, Brother John. Uh -huh. Got a new suit. It was a gray suit. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And uh, and I had a, I had a, a pink shirt because my my prom date and I decided that we wanted to dress alike. Y'all ain't talking. To me. I hear you. We want, we want to dress alike. Amen. It wasn't any rape, by the way, but we probably want to dress alike. Amen. And uh, and so we, I had my gray suit and my pink shirt, and I wanted to wanted to be extra curly that that day. Come on, curly. Wanted to be extra curly. Come on, children. Extra, extra curly. And so what I did was I got something called S curls. Oh, God. I had I had I had I had I got to get the escrow and and, and 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 on the box, you know, my sister is a, a hairstylist, so she was a part of my shenanigans, my my hair. So she she put my escrow in, but on the box. It, it was a word called activator. It was an activator because uh, my sister put this S curl in my head and uh, it, it was an activator because we all have a natural curl pattern. But sometimes, y'all are going to hear me today, sometimes you need something to activate the curl that's already there. Up and talk to me, and that's how it is with the favor of God. You already have the favor, you just need to activate the favor. How does one activate favor on his or her life? Faith activates favor. You'll never know the level of favor you have until you step out on faith. You'll never know the level of favor that's there until you step out on faith. You'll never know, y'all ain't saying that. You'll never know that there's favor to start your business until you step out on faith. You'll never know there's favor to own your house until you step out on faith. You'll never know there's favor for you to pursue that higher job position until you step out on faith. 
want you to understand that I got an S curl, but you're getting ready to have an F curl. Touch your neighbor and tell them your favor is being activated. Let me preach it here today. Tell somebody it's an F curl. That's what it is. Your favor is getting ready to be activated in your life. And you're getting ready to see that you have more favor than you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Activated. One of our greatest, you may be seated. Let's go a little deeper because I don't have much time. But one of our greatest hindrance to the activating or the activation of the favor of God is when we allow negative people, low places, and sad predicaments to dictate our feelings about the favor of God. I'm going to say it again. That one of the greatest hindrance to the activation of the favor of God is when we allow people, places, and predicaments to dictate our feelings about the favor of God. Just because you are in a low place right now, it doesn't mean that you've lost the favor of God. Wish I had somebody in here right now. I said, uh, just because you're in a low place, it doesn't mean you lost the favor of God. Because favor is not predicated on people, places, uh, nor predicaments. When you have favor, they can put you in the city. But according to Deuteronomy 28 and 3, uh, if they put you in the city, you'll be blessed in the city. If they grab you out the city and throw you into the field, but the Bible said you'll be blessed in the field. He said you'll be blessed going in and coming out. Tell somebody and tell them it's the favor on my life. Please understand favor is on the person and not the place. That's what the text is about all day today. Favor is on the person and not the place. Some people try to relocate in order to get favor. But when favor is on you, no matter where you go, favor will follow you. You ain't got to go to New York to get favor. You ain't got to move to Texas or Atlanta, Georgia to get favor. If you got favor, it'll work in the country as well as the big city. It'll work in the woods as well as the metropolitan. That if you got favor in the country, you can have favor in the city. Tell somebody favors on the person, not the place. All right, it will follow you no matter where you go. When God is ordained for you to get somewhere, He gives us favor as the wheels that carry us through the rough places on our way to our destiny. Favor is your wheel that carries you through the rough places. You're going to still go through rough places. You're going to still have low times. You're going to still meet mean and nasty people. People won't like you. They're not going to be able to stand you. They're going to try to close doors in your face. They're going to make plots against you. But when the favor is on you, God will slide you right through that favor. You will navigate right through it like it ain't never happened in the first place. It's the favor of God. Understand that as we're talking a little more about favor, as we're talking a little more about favor, consecration. Anybody say consecration? Come on, say a little better. Say consecration. Consecration keeps favor constant in our lives. Consecration keeps favor constant in our life. Watch this. The quickest way, I'm going to lose my church this morning. The quickest way, Elder Richardson, to interrupt favor on one's life is to live a life that is not consecrated. I 
Uh, you have to do a lot of explanation. You have to catch it now. Sanctification is the thing that keeps the favor of God attached to you. Because favor can't stay on dirty people. Come on. Favor can't stay on unconsecrated people. Y'all ain't gonna help me preach. God does not bless mess. Oh, so please understand, my brothers and sisters, uh, you cannot live any kind of way and expect to maintain the favor of God. Come on. Mm. Psalm 1 said, Blessed is the man who walks not. Blessed or well favored is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Come on, now stand in the way of sinners, now sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in that law does he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in his seed. He said, The ungodly are not so. But they're like the wind. They're like the chaff that the wind drives away. And please understand, I'm glad about it. Because before you do something crazy in your flesh, ask yourself one question. Is this worth the favor of God on my life? Lord, I wish I had some, some help in this church today. Give me a little more of my mind to give you your spirit. I don't know. But ask your neighbor, dear, is it worth the favor of God on your life? No. And I promise you uh, that that one night stand ain't worth it. No. No, come on, come on. That, that partying ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. Hallelujah. And you got to ask yourself, is this worth what God has in store for me? Because the quickest way uh, to lose the favor of God on your life uh, is by not being sanctified. Tell somebody it's not worth it. You're going to see the favor is when God adds to you what you can't produce through your own efforts. When he adds to you what you can't produce through your own efforts. Somebody say fertilized by favor. I didn't fully understand when God spoke that to me up around. He said fertilized by favor. And then I began to understand that the Hebrew word for favor means to swell. It means to increase. It means to magnify or get bigger. It means to grow. And when God puts favor on you, you start swelling. Come on. You start expanding. Oh my God, that's why the Bible said your gift will make room for you because that faith will start expanding you. Talk to me somebody. It'll start causing you to be noticed in places that you would have never been noticed. It's the favor of God. Tell somebody near you, the favor is swelling me. God does not give us favor for us to become arrogant, entitled, or lazy. I believe that laziness uh, is an extension of entitlement, and entitlement is an extension of arrogance. And the worst thing that you can have somebody that is arrogant, but they're ignorant in their arrogance. And whenever you encounter people that you can't tell nothing because they think they know everything, no. those are individuals that are not candidates for the favor of God. Please understand that uh, God doesn't give you favor for you to get out and get it puffed up. Take that you all that plus tax. He doesn't give you that to be entitled, to walk around, walk around with a sense of entitlement and get lazy. Because favor is when opportunity meets preparation. God will do everything. Bishop Blue said it like this for you that you cannot do, but he will do nothing for you that you can do. Tell somebody you gotta do something, you gotta do something. 
That's what the favor of God is. It is uh, uh, that which gives you uh, that cutting edge. It's that expansion. It is God causing the, the light to shine on you. And this becomes the issue of our text uh, in our last few minutes uh, that we have with you today. This becomes the issue of our text. Uh, factors of favor. Everybody say factors of favor. Everything seemed to be going down for Joseph. Everything seemed to be going down for Joseph yeah. and Pam. But the favor of God caused him to progress even while he seemed to be in digression. The text shows us that Joseph has been sold as a slave to the Ishmaelites. The Bible says 20 pieces of silver. Somebody say Ishmaelites. 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 There were, these Ishmaelites were really, these were his half cousins. The Ishmaelites were descendants of Ishmael, who was the son of Abraham. Abraham was Joseph's great grandfather. But Ishmael was the son that was produced because Abraham did not wait on the promise. Because somebody can tell him, you can have Ishmael, but tell him, I'm going to wait for Isaac. Watch this. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Uh, because uh, your decisions, uh, your decisions that you make, they do more than just affect you. They affect generations and generations to come. Now, his great-grandson is a slave to his own relatives. All because he decided to not wait on the promised child and have a child outside of the will and the promise of God. And that's why I came to preach to somebody that will give me preach. I don't have a lot of time, but I need to parenthetically insert this. That the enemy doesn't want you to wait. He wants you to get frustrated, aggravated, agitated in the wait. Because he knows that if you can wait just a little while longer. You're going to access the fullness of the promise of God. Now, Joseph has been sold to his own cousins. Sold to his own cousins for 20 pieces of silver. The Ishmaelites then in turn sell this handsome young man Joseph to an Egyptian captain by the name of Potiphar. Some scholars say that they sold him, if they bought him for 20 pieces of silver, then that means that if you're going to buy a slave, when you sell a slave, you're going to increase the cost. And the most scholars said that they bought him for 20 pieces, but when they sold him to the Egyptian, they sold him for 30 pieces. Don't have no Bible readers in here. If you miss it, you dismiss it. Because uh, when the Bible tells us that Judas uh, sold Jesus, he sold Jesus uh, for 30 pieces of silver. Want the church to say Potiphar, say Potiphar. The word, the word Potiphar is interpreted son of flute or potted flute. Potted flute, son of flute, flute is the son of Ham. According to Genesis chapter 10 and verse 6, the Bible says that 
Ham, who is the son of Noah, has three sons, and one of those sons, his name is Flood. And so Ham is the father of the black or African race. This is why Psalm 105 and verse 23 calls Egypt and refers to Africa as the land of Ham. So we're dealing with Potiphar or Potiflut in the original language who is the son of Ham or in essence he is a son of Africa. He is a black man who is a captain of the army of Pharaoh. And this man now holds on to this young man as slaves. The Bible says, it begins to show us and make surety to us that it states that although God allowed Joseph to go through some low places, God was still with him. I came to preach to somebody and tell you stop allowing your situations to determine your faith in God's favor. Oh, come help me today. Stop allowing your situations to determine your faith in God's favor. He has been with you all the time. I want you to shake somebody by the hand and tell them he was right there all the time. Even when you were acting crazy, Lord, I don't have time to preach this like I feel like today. Even while you were acting a fool. Even while you were out there doing what you were big and bad enough to do, the reason why they shut the club up but you made it out is because he was right there. The reason why when you were intoxicated and inebriated and flat out drunk and driving your way home, you didn't end up dead wrapped around the tree is because he was right there. Even in your low places and your low stages, come somebody and tell him he was right there. He was right there. I never understood why the old saints would, would lift up the praise and say he was right there by my side. Because listen, you'll have some low seasons in your life. But tell your neighbor, I don't mind going through the valley. If God is right there with me, that's what David says. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. God ain't scared of your valley. Come on. God ain't scared of your hood. God ain't scared of your ghetto. God ain't scared of your club. God ain't scared of your hospital room. God ain't scared of your surgery room. He's right there with you. I smile somebody and tell him he was there with me all the time. Oh, y'all ain't happy about it. Y'all ain't happy about it. I said he was right there with me all the time. You may be seated. You may be seated if you can. Joseph is testifying through this text. He was testifying through this text that although I've been through some low places, uh, the reason why I know I've got the favor of God is because I've got his presence. And that's the first factor of favor. I got to rush church. But that's the first factor of favor. God's presence. Verse number two says, the Lord was with Joseph. That's my favorite portion of the entire story. I mean, there's some great moments in this life of Joseph. But my favorite line, uh, Dr. Dorsey, is uh, God was with Joseph. Woo! You mean to tell me that his, his brothers weren't with him? 
but God was with him. Come on, yeah. His daddy wasn't even with him, but God was with him. Come on. Y'all ain't gonna help me preach here. I'm in a pit with snakes and scorpions. But but guess what? I saw the snakes, I saw the scorpion, but there was one more with me. God, 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 God was with Joseph. That's the sign. That's the first sign of God's favor. That's the first factor of favor. The presence of God. The presence of God. I've got favor because I've got God. And then the second factor of favor that we see is prosperity. Prosperity. The Bible says that the Lord was with Joseph and he was prosperous. He was a prosperous man. God said, uh, he said to me, he said, son, he said, son, you got to put it in that order. You must, you must keep it in that order. He says, my presence and then the prosperity. Because sometimes you will not have the prosperity, but you will have his presence. And you can hold on to his presence uh, even when you don't have the prosperity. If you can just hold on to the presence of God, then the prosperity will follow you. That's why we said in the story, Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. Uh, I want to preach to somebody and tell you that some people have been chasing the wrong thing. You've been chasing the bread. You've been chasing the cheese. You've been chasing the money. Been chasing the moolah. But God says, before you go after the prosperity, seek my presence. Because my presence is better than money. But if you got my presence, the money will follow. But even if you don't have no money and you got God's presence, He'll sustain you. He'll send a raven if he has to. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed bake for bread. Prophesy to somebody and tell them you'll never be in lack. You may go through some things, but tell them you will never have to beg for bread. Oh my God. God will make a way out of nowhere. No, let, let me move on. My time. Let's see. Hallelujah. Let me move on with you. I've got about 10 more minutes. I do believe. And so my brothers and sisters, the Bible says that he was prosperous. He was a prosperous man. And I want to tell you that when you have favor, don't worry about it. The money going to come. The provision, the ways. I tell them, oh, you don't hear what I'm saying, y'all? If, if money is your worry, you're not going to go to sleep. If your only issue is the fact, Lord, I don't have the money for it, that's the least of your worries. Because the Bible says that the silver is mine, said the Lord. The gold is mine, said the Lord. If your only problem is the money to fund your dreams and your vision, then you ain't really got no problem. Because God is getting ready to make a way. If you have your presence, the next factor will automatically be that Joseph abided you may be seated I'm moving quickly church that Joseph abided in the house Joseph does not try and run away he does not pull the Harry Tubman he does not try and run away he stayed in the house of his master why? why does he stay in the house? he does not try to become a fugitive why? 
because I believe uh, that because of the favor of God on his life, he knew that God was working behind the scenes. All he needed to do was stay faithful. And I know, I know this ain't what you came for today. I know. You don't want to hear nobody preach about staying faithful in the house of Potiphar. You, you, you don't want to hear nobody. You want me to tell you, oh, God will bring you out tomorrow. I know you want me to tell you uh, that God will liberate you next week. Uh, but sometimes uh, God will allow you to stay in the house of Potiphar. Okay, watch this. While he's working behind the scenes. God. He's working behind the scenes. He's he working. I know you don't feel like he's working, but he's working behind the scenes. You can't see it. You don't know it. Nobody else knows it. But God is working behind the scenes. So all you got to do is stay faithful. Just stay faithful. Tell your neighbor near you until God opens your next door. Tell him stay faithful in the hallway. You keep on sweeping. You keep on knocking. The job you want right now, but you stay faithful. All right, hallelujah. He says, Thou have been faithful over a few things. And Brother Sharon, he said, Because of your favor, I'm getting ready to make you ruler over me. Faithful over few, but ruler over me. When God switches your season from faithful to ruler, God said, I'm gonna switch your economics from few to many. All right. The fact that he was in the house, watch this, was a sign that there was something about him that Potiphar enjoyed being around. Because no master keeps an unwanted slave or an untrustworthy slave that close to him. So, so gently the Lord began to deal with me in prayer. Uh, and God began to show me some stuff. He began to show me some stuff. Sister Del Reese, he began to show me. He said to me, he says, son, uh, as I begin to expand you and uh, as I begin to shift you, uh, he said, you've got to take on a master's mentality. Uh, and I said, God, what's that? He said, look at Potiphar. He said, look at Potiphar's master's model. He said, you've got to be careful in this next season who you allow to work close to you. Tell somebody my mentality is shifting. Tell them I'm taking on a master's mentality. Everybody can't handle being in the house. Every slave can't handle being in the house. Y'all ain't gonna help me preach here. Every friend can't handle being that close to you. And the issue is you are privy to many people to stuff that they should not be privy to. And now you upset because they take that information and then bite you in the future. But the issue is you allow them too close. Y'all ain't gonna help me preach. And I'm telling you right now, I don't care. Uh, you know, the story is that there was a, a little snake outside and the snake was shivering, saying it was so cold. And somebody got the snake and put him in his jacket and said, oh, you poor snake. Warmed that snake up and said, oh, you poor snake. Took him in the house and warmed him up, brought him closer, said, oh, you poor snake. And when the snake got in the house, 
brother John, the story is that the snake bit the person who brought it into the house. And then the person said, oh my God, why did you bite me? How could you do that? I warmed you up. I looked out for you. And the snake replied, you knew I was a snake before you brought me in the house. Y'all are going to hear what I'm saying here. And I came to preach to somebody and tell you, if it slithered like a snake, if it looked like a snake, guess what? It's a snake. And you've got to be careful who you bring close to you. Uh, if they talk about them to you, if they're messy in your presence about somebody else, then they'll be messy out your presence about you. I find it even tell them it's a master's mentality. So Papa said, there's something about Joseph that I can trust and I'm going to bring him close to me. I'm going to bring him in the house. I'm going to bring him. He puts Joseph over. He makes him an overseer. He brings Joseph over all of his affairs, his money, his business, and his accounts. Joseph was a slave. Lord, where am I on the time? Okay. Joseph was a slave, but he was treated like a friend. Okay, let me say it again. Joseph was a slave, but he was treated like a friend. And that's what God, that's what God is going to do for you in this season. He's going to change your status before he changes your situation. Okay, y'all ain't ready for it. Y'all ain't ready for it. I said he's going to change your status before he changes your situation. You will be an employee, but you'll be treated like a boss. Y'all ain't saying that here. Y'all ain't ready. But how about somebody and tell them my status is changing? That's how you know your season is get ready to shift. Because your appetite just increased. Uh, stuff that used to satisfy, you don't know why. I don't know why all of a sudden I'm getting aggravated in this house that I'm living in. It's a God telling you it's time for your situation to change because your status will change before your situation. Hallelujah. Shout it down your own and tell them my status is changing. I feel like I own the whole company. Come on. I feel like I can do it better than my boss because your status is You may be seated, Lord, have mercy. Ooh, I gotta wrap it up, Jerry. I gotta give you up. All right. Uh, so, uh, somebody shout perception, perception. Perception, perception. The Bible says in verse number three, the text states that Potiphar saw that the Lord was with him. He saw. Potiphar. See, Potiphar was not a Hebrew. He was not a Jew. He had no spiritual background. He had no spiritual connection with God to be able to discern God's presence with him. But how in the world does he know that God was with him? Uh, but he saw God. Watch this. And this is very important. Through Joseph's work ethics. I'm going to lose my church now, Jeremy. I'm going to lose my church. He saw God. He didn't have no Holy Ghost. He didn't have no discernment. He wasn't no church man. But he saw God through Joseph's dexterity in business. He saw God through his work ethics and his integrity. The question is, if you didn't tell people that you were a Christian, could they see it in your job performance? Could they see it 
in how you pay your bills on time? Can they see it how you show up for work? Can they see it with your temperamentation? Or are you ticking and talking like a clock? Every time somebody works on your nerve, you got an attitude, you in your feelings. Tell your neighbor like my teenage students say, tell your neighbor, get out your bag. You know what it means. That's what they say. Get out your bag. Get out your feelings and get out of your emotions. You ought to be able to be so anointed that you can take a licking and keep on ticking. If you got the Holy Ghost, you shouldn't be throwing no temper tantrums. Shouldn't be. If they didn't know you were Christian, could they tell that God was with you through your work ethics? Or are you trying to beat the clock? Jesus. Show up to work late and leave early. Yeah. Hallelujah. This is safe to be taking all these long lunch breaks. Come on here. But the perception, and that is the next thing. You have the presence of God, the prosperity, and then people will perceive that there's something different about you. That's the favor of God. They'll perceive that you've got something on you. All right, let me move on. Promotion. Let the church say promotion. The Bible says in verse 4 that he made him an overseer. And God blessed Potiphar's house because Joseph was there. Sister Mary, God blessed his house because Joseph was there. Oh, let me move, church. Oh, that promotion. That thing. Finally, we begin to see the plot, the plot, which is quite interesting. In verse number seven, the favor we see uh, that we are introduced to a woman, Potiphar's wife. Uh, yeah, she's Lord Jesus. Potiphar's wife is something else. She was just with Potiphar for status. Uh, she really didn't love him. She couldn't have loved him. Uh, uh, amen to the story. She couldn't have loved him trying to sleep with the slave. She was just with him because he was a, a captain. Uh, in our day, we call that uh, a gold digger. Okay, uh, right. Y'all ain't gonna help me preach. Okay, but, but that's what we call it. She, she's a gold digger. And, and the thing about the favor of God is favor is attractive. Everybody say favor is attractive. No, no, I need you to get it in your mind. Tell somebody favor is attractive. So now part of that perception is attraction. And all types of people will be attracted to you. Favor is like a light bulb. And when favor is on you, all kinds of mosquitoes, moths, and bats will come out of the woodwork is drawn to you. I know I know you don't want me to burst your bubble, but I got to do it. You ain't that fine, boo-boo. You ain't that handsome. It's the favor of God. It's the light of God that's on you that make everybody drawn to you. Y'all ain't talking here. Have you seen, this is so Lord Jesus, but I got preached because I'm home. Have you seen some of the ugliest people, but they got some good anointing? Y'all will help me preach. They got some good anointing. They're gifted. They can sing. They can play. They can preach. They can prophesy. And you look at like, how in the world somebody that looked like you, I mean, you look like donkey off of Shrek. And how in the world somebody who looks like you to get somebody as fine as him or as fine as her, it's because the favor of God is attractive. And don't you get no big head. Don't you walk around like you all that. It ain't about you, Mr. Favor, that's on you. 
person. Tell your neighbor, be aware, be aware. The favor is on you. Everybody's coming. Everybody. Y'all ain't talking here. Beware. When the favor is on you, I mean people that you ain't talked to in six years. That used to laugh at you in high school and make fun of you. Now that you got the favor of God, it's trying to holler at you. But it's the favor that's Now Joseph, Joseph is described as good looking. So we, we believe that we can describe that he is actually good looking. Uh, but Potiphar's wife wanted him, wanted Joseph, and thought because uh, I got three minutes, church, thought that because he was a slave, he would have to do whatever she wanted. But Joseph said, I may be a slave, but I'm saved. And I cannot, I cannot lose my integrity to this degree. My dear brothers and sisters, that you know what happened. The Bible says that she plotted. She tried to throw herself on Joseph. She, she, she tried to overcome Joseph. And the Bible said that Joseph flee. You know, there's some things, church, I gotta give you up, God knows I do. There's some things that we can resist. But there are other things that you gotta run from. The Bible says resist the devil. You know, the word resist means to stand and, and, and stand up against. The Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. But when it comes to things like lust, fornication, y'all don't help me. The Bible doesn't say resist that. The Bible said don't resist fornication. The Bible said flee. Because I don't care how saved you think you are. Oh, y'all, I don't care how much you've been in church, you'll get caught right up. So he said, don't sit there, don't try to fight it, don't try to analyze. He said, run, just, just run. Don't even put yourself in that predicament. And Joseph fled. The Bible says he ran and he left his coat there. He left his coat there. Isn't that something that there's a parallel with the coat here? He lost his coat in the first plot. Help me out. He lost his coat in the first plot. You remember that when, when, when they threw him into the pit, they, they, they stripped him. Before that, they stripped him of his coat. In the first plot. And now he loses his coat in the second plot. But tell your neighbor the coat was a sign of favor. Uh, but tell them it was not the favor of God. Uh, yes, hallelujah. And the Bible said that uh, she plotted and she lied on him and uh, she, she hollered and, and acted as if Joseph was a, a rapist. Uh, hallelujah. And as a result, Joseph, uh, the master, is angry and throws him into the prison. And that's where we're going to end the day. And we'll pick up next Sunday. We'll conclude this series. Uh, yes, but I came to encourage somebody today uh, that uh, it doesn't matter the plot that has been uh, conspired against you. Yeah, when God has favor on your life, oh Lord, shake your neighbor's hand and tell them the devil may have a plot, but tell them God has a plan. And I close it with these words from Bishop Hezekiah Walker. He says they whispered, conspired.
inspired. They told their lies, but God favored me. My character, my integrity, my faith in God, God favored me. He said, we'll not fall, we'll not bend, won't compromise, because God favored me.
what you're getting ready to go up against. But just remember, Say. Mm-hmm.